Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia, and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today we have on with us Noreen Prunier. She currently works at Wide-Eyed Entertainment, a management and publishing venture with Pulse Records. She works with a ton of incredible artists. I'm sure she's going to do some name dropping for us a little bit later. And <laughs> formerly creative director for Grammy-nominated producer at Busby's Publishing and Label Venture with Warner Records, you know, small name there, where she signed... <laughs> Pop R&B artist Lindsay Lamas, and worked closely with Busby and pop top 40 songwriters like J.P. Clark, a, a bunch of amazing people, and she was also a key component to building and cultivating the Nashville pop community to create an ecosystem for non-country artists to break out in Nashville, which is so cool, and now so she's cool. going to be making the move to LA, so we're excited to hear all about that, so hey Noreen, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's like cool to like listen and then now be on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. She's such a great supporter. She's like, yeah, I just listened to this episode. So she, she's a she's a true fan and true she's friend. A stan, a stan, a stan. Yeah, and Nuri's gonna let us in on some music biz stuff. It's gonna be. I'm really excited because this is so different. I feel like. We haven't done an episode so like this yet, and I know yeah. I'm an actor, but I know nothing about like the music <laughs> industry, so I'm super excited to learn. Yeah, like, and I I just like to sing in my shower, so I don't really know too much either. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, especially like my aspect of the industry is publishing, so it's like a very like non like publicized part of it. Like it's usually you know movies about like this manager that screwed this artist over and like mm-hmm. this drama and like a record label that like you know has this like massive like building it's like all glass windows and like the publishing side is like very is a lot more chill but still <laughs> just as cool yes yeah just, just as, as cool. cool I basically get paid to listen to songs all day so like that's the best thing ever Oh my god, amazing. But Noreen, before we get into music stuff, tell us about you, who you are, where you're from, how old you are, whatever you want, whatever you want the audience to know. Awesome. Yeah, I'm from Long Island, New York. So, you know, shout out to Long Island. (laughs) I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee at Belmont University. I'm 24, got married a year ago, now moving to LA for a new job and all the fun things. So yeah, I, I started out like wanting to be a songwriter. And that's how I got into music. So I was doing that, then interning a bunch in college. And then from there, like, just kind of realized I was better on the business side and got into publishing that way. So cool. I literally, now that I'm thinking about it, I I was like, she mentioned Long Island. It just, because now I know Noreen through such a different lens that I don't see her as the person that I met her as. So it's so funny. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, where did this all start for her? And I'm like, oh my God. I remember we were, we always talk about this community theater that we all originated from. And who originated from? (laughs) And we were born there. We were born there. Um, Each of us and Noreen once played the Sultan. (laughs) Oh my God. (gasps) I forgot about that. And I wore a beard. Yeah, it was really, like, a highlight of my life. 
Oh it's my just so God. funny because the person, not that Noreen ever like represented the, the Sultan in Aladdin, like this father, <laughs> you know, this figure, but it's just so funny. Very masculine she, energy. Because <laughs> she's just so chill and so uh, so knowledgeable and like all these things that it's funny that sometimes I have a flashback to yeah, her. Yeah, you're like, her oh, suit. We're, we're, not, we're not all special. Like, some of us have played the Sultan. Like, oh, no, we're just, I just, it really humbles me. It really does. I'm just like, don't, like, don't forget where you came from. Like, you wore a fat suit in front of people. I'm like, okay. No, I think it's a story of, of hope. And, and oh, oh yeah like you too can you know not be wearing a fat suit and playing right, the sultan right. on you know, Aladdin. yeah right now if that's where you're at there's, there's yeah. yeah know that you can eventually move to nashville and get married and have a beautiful beautiful wedding and then move and then to la like burn all the dvd copies of that experience and yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have to like find a picture of that for our uh, instagram when this episode comes please out. please Incredible. incredible that should be our new thing really hosting, hosting the most yeah, embarrassing, the most embarrassing. Photos of our guests that'd be hilarious but really the purpose of me sharing that was to go into when Noreen was like pursuing music specifically like as an artist I remember one time she asked me to sing like background vocals with her and I was so honored and weirdly <laughs> enough her now husband was also playing at that yeah. so basically we're just a, a couple of, of three what <laughs> A, a throuple. A throuple. <laughs> Hasn't seen oh Noreen in one year. Now she's in a throuple. Yeah. <laughs> I love three. Good. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Noreen, can you please tell us a little bit about your current job? So what's your day-to-day like? What's your favorite part? Most challenging part? You can break it up in any way you want to. Totally. Yeah. I mean, basically my day is like finding new writers and artists to work with, scouting talent. My job is putting writers in the room together and hoping that they get an amazing song that I can pitch to an artist or a label or a manager and get that cut and like release into the real world. Um, and then a lot of my day too is just like, you know, doing meetings, giving song feedback. I do a lot of critiquing songs and hoping to get a better result. But yeah, it's really a lot of it just like listening to songs. Like it's it's the best thing ever. So yeah. But my favorite part, probably I love I love the like the part where we're just like the connectors for people. Like my job is to connect, you know, writers with each other to get a better song and like find like the right home for a song. And it's kind of like a puzzle always, you know, you're trying to constantly fit a square into a round hole, but like, it's so fun. You know, it's like, you're constantly just like throwing ideas at each other and you're like, what about this? Okay. That doesn't work. Like, what about this? Okay, cool. Like I have, think I have like a more urban thing for you. Okay, cool. Like you're constantly trying to like fit what you have into people's needs. So I like that part. It's a lot about connecting and it's a really great community. Like the songwriting community is really special and it's like a family, you know, it's super small and, you know, people are a lot more grateful on that side of it. And I basically get to be the first person to like be a part of a song that comes out into the world. I I hear it first and my job is to get it out, you know, so it, you, you really do feel like you're a part of it. Even though I'm not writing the song myself, I feel like I'm a part of the creative process still. Totally. That's and so you- cool. Do you feel yeah. like do you feel like you kind of starting off your career being on the artist side has helped you kind of better understand where totally. they're coming from? Totally, one hundred percent. And like usually, like I feel like I would like, hide that part about me, like when I first started. And now mm-hmm. when I like talk to writers or like publishers and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I used to be a songwriter. They're like, wow, that's a huge asset because like you can speak the same language like with mm-hmm. the writers and like understand you know the musicality of it and 
I know what it's like to sit in a room for six hours and not get a song. And, you know, I, I feel like I understand a lot of that side of it. And I know getting feedback and how hard it can be to hear no all the time. So I'm really careful with what I say when I'm critiquing someone and maybe they don't like quit forever afterwards. (laughs) So yeah, it definitely, it definitely has helped for sure. No, I, I think, seriously, I think that's so awesome because rejection is hard and for people to hear from someone who like gets it and who knows what, what not only what they're talking about can give them something totally. that's constructive, but also to make them feel like they shouldn't give up and that there's still hope and. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it, like, it's like acting too. It's like a lot yeah. of it is rejection and getting mm-hmm. heard no, like all the time. So yeah, it's kind of just like figuring out how to keep going after that. Yeah, like, I I totally hear that, because, like, from an actor's point of view, I always get a little extra excited when I work with, like, a director or a casting director who was an actor first, because I'm like, oh, like, you get it, we speak the same language, so, like, I could totally see how that is totally a helpful thing. Totally, and, like, at first, I feel like I had this kind of, like, identity crisis, because, like, Mm -hmm. I am very driven and someone who, like, has always known what they wanted to do. But like when that didn't work out, the songwriting part, I feel like my whole identity cracked open. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I've told so many people that this is like my thing and like this is what I'm going to do. And then when I shifted gears into publishing, it it felt like a failure a little bit. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I thought I was going to be, you know, doing this one thing. And even though it's like, I'm, I'm meant to be doing what I'm doing now. And like, it's so much more obvious. Like at first I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I, you know, failed at this. I would love for you to talk a little bit more on that, Noreen, because I think a lot of people, especially women around this age, really struggle with that because it's like you either say that you're going to do one thing or you have a, you have this vision of yourself doing one thing and then either it doesn't work out or you come to realize, oh, maybe that's not really what I love anymore. So can you talk a little bit about more about that transition and especially in relation totally. to identity? Because I think that is something that a lot of people yeah. this age and beyond deal with. Totally. I like I don't know if you guys talk with Enneagram on your podcast at all, but like I'm a three. Um, yes, we talk. We're, we're a three. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So I'm a three and I just my identity is like solely based on what I do and like my achievements and like things that I can tell people about. So like for me being a songwriter was literally who I thought I was gonna be forever. But yeah, I don't know, like once once like someone else told me they were like they weren't like you suck as a songwriter, but it was like, you know oh, you know, you seem to be really interested in, like, talking about songwriters and having ideas for where songs can go. They were like, have you ever thought about being a publisher? Like, I think you'd be really good at it. And this was, like, when I was still, you know, interning, and I was about to graduate college, and I was like, no, like, why would I think about being a publisher? I'm a songwriter. Like, don't tell me, like, something different. I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. But when I had a chance to, like, really think about it and picture myself doing that, I was like, this makes so much sense because I love songwriters and I love songs, but it was just, it was just the fact that you have to accept sometimes what you see yourself as isn't always the right thing for you. But as soon as I like said yes to like that other door and to be a publisher, like so many more opportunities came forward. Like I moved up so much faster. I got like all these great opportunities and I was like, oh, like this is how it's supposed to feel when you're in the right place, you know, I'm like doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So yeah, like it, it, I definitely feel like there's like a little bit of shame around it, but I think it's super normal. And like a lot of us, you know, in our 20s are figuring it out. 
but mm-hmm. maybe even like when we're 30 like we'll change our minds again like I feel like that's totally okay you absolutely know? and the shame is only comes from within ourselves because like I look at you like I I've known you since we were kids and like I look at you and I don't think oh well she failed like she didn't become <laughs> a songwriter I look at you I'm like totally oh my god that girl has the coolest job good for her and it's yeah. it's, totally. it's amazing how much pressure we put on ourselves to fulfill totally. a vision of ourselves that we set up you know, who knows when. And we need to like, I think it's just such a great, what you said is so beautiful. It's like, you have to, sometimes you have to say yes to a new door that is really presenting itself to you. And like, totally, it's, it's just part of life. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's with what you said, you kind of about like an expectation we set for ourselves. How did you kind of navigate Noreen telling other people in your life that you Mm -hmm. thought had those expectations of yourself too? Mm-hmm. of you like well. you like your parents or yeah like, like your parents or you know go like yeah like, I was dating my now husband at the time Sky and like I remember like breaking down crying telling him like I feel like I'm failing at like being a songwriter and like I wanted to be this thing for so long and he's like that's okay you know you can be an amazingly successful thing with this but my parents were totally fine with it I think my like my dad was kind of like butthurt because he paid a lot of money for like music lessons and stuff. But like it, it's fine; it'll pay it off. But, but that um... all that all helps with what you do now. <laughs> totally, exactly. totally. You know? like yeah, that only makes but, like, you good no at your one job. Was, like, oh my gosh, you're such a failure! Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, it was not. It was yeah. not. And I think that that really goes to show too that we kind of build up. Like, what are they going to think of me? What are people going to think that I'm a totally. feeling so shameful? And then at the end of the day, people are just happy to see you happy, no matter what it totally. is. Totally. Totally. And now people use my songs as, like, blackmail. And I'm like, stop <laughs> playing them in meetings. This is so mean. I think they're good. Yeah, I, I like, literally can't handle it. I, like, like, my writers do it all the time. Like, they'll be like, I have this new song I want to show you. And it's, like, my song. I'm like, stop doing oh, this. Oh, my God. And I'm like, this is so cringy. I can't. I That's so, so weird to me because I genuinely genuinely remember you're like even just sitting in a room with you and being like Noreen I have some lyrics that I put together (laughs) and then I say one phrase to her and she comes up with this like beautiful poetic way of of phrasing it and I'm I was just always so impressed by you in the way that I don't know that that those words just came like I literally imagine songwriting to take I don't even know how long and Noreen would came over one time and then one day she's like yeah like wipe dust herself <laughs> like, off so hard to listen to I'm so bad at like compliments but no yeah I, I'm still just like get so uncomfortable talking about it because it does feel like another like life and uh-huh. like I, I just don't want it yeah I'm just like oh like, no I can't no of course it's like seeing your first headshot yeah oh my god <laughs> oh. But, like, you never know, like, you know, and you can, especially if you're an artist and then you move into, like, something, you know, on the business side or something completely different, you could still have that thing as, like, you're a passion or... Totally, totally. Or it could come back around later down the line. Like, you don't have to give up on that side completely. You could still do the thing you love if you still love it. It just doesn't always have to be your job. Totally. Yeah. And that's hundred percent. Okay. I think we all, we all, like, we go to college for something for sure. And you're like, Oh, this is, you know, what I'm going to be doing for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. And you're like, no, that's not always the case. Right. Surprise. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think especially in like the entertainment and music, especially industry, like musical theater, like all these different things, it's, it's hard because I don't know. I, I like understand how it's hard considering something else when you've had a dream for so long. And then yeah. also, I know I've had conversations with some of our friends that 
have pursued musical theater and they've been like it's so hard because this is all I've ever seen myself doing or told myself I would do so I've yeah. never even fully allowed myself to picture whether I even stay in this industry or whether I kind of expand to something totally different so I can totally. I can imagine how that was difficult but here you are succeeding thriving all the things it all worked out it all, it worked, all out. worked out and now you're moving <laughs> to LA so I'm talk a little bit about that <laughs> Yeah, I'm packing up my house in Nashville right now, moving to LA in a month, which is so crazy. Four day voyage we have to go on. But yeah, it's going to be really weird. And like, I went to school in Nashville. So like a lot of my friends are still here and it's such a community feel. And like, it's so small. It's like a Southern, you know, city. So it's, it's a very like welcoming place. And LA obviously is super different. But I've been going to LA every month for the last year. So I do have a group of friends there, which is good. I'm not going there without a, like a community and like a friend group, which I think a lot of people struggle with when they move to a new place. Mm -hmm. So I'm really lucky to have that, but I'm really excited to have like, you know, an ocean again mm -hmm. and live near, I can be, I can go to Hawaii a lot easier. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be a new adventure. And like, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for my husband being super supportive and like Aww. his job worked out. And like, I was like, like, you know, I'm like, why are you not more stressed out about this? He's like, I don't know, whatever. But I'm like, <laughs> okay. Amazing. I'm like, this is a huge deal. And he's like, it'll be like fine though. It'll be fine. And, <laughs> hey, it's good to have you know, someone like that in your corner. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, you should be stressed out. You should be like, you should, I'm like, I don't want you to resent me, you know, from making us move. And he's like, I won't. So yeah, that helps a lot. But you know, it's also just like, it's just a place. And if I hate it in like a few years, I can always move again. Like it doesn't have to be like, I'm trying not to make everything like such a big deal all the time. Yeah. Even though it is, but yeah. Yeah, no, but I think you're, you're right. Yeah. And what is the new job? So it's what I'm doing now. I just started like working from working from remotely, you know. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, it's, it's at Wide Eyed. So but I started a few weeks ago. Yeah, but it's an LA based company. So they were like super chill and letting me work from Nashville for two months while I figured out how to move. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'm doing. Amazing. That's so <laughs> exciting. Green, can you, can you give us a little name drop of some of the artists that your writers write for? Totally. Yeah. We, we work for, we work with um, Joy Michaels who wrote, you know, love you, lose you to love me, whatever the Selena Gomez song. She just mm -hmm. loves Selena Gomez stuff. She wrote like, sorry for Justin Bieber. So that's our like, biggest client. Ever just some small people. Yeah. <laughs> she might not have ever heard them. <laughs> Yeah, so her, and then we also have an artist named Becky G in the Latin world who's amazing. But yeah, we, we have writers that have written for like Dua Lipa, Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, so cool. You know, we have we have an artist named H. Hall who's great in the Latin world. Yeah, we ha have a huge expansion. We have an art a writer, producer named Genius right now who's working on the Rihanna record right now. So that's really exciting. But yeah, it's also fun because you get to hear a lot of like new stuff coming from artists beforehand. So it's exciting to hear a lot of what people are working on in quarantine too yeah, that's some cool. people are some people are are good at it some people aren't um <laughs> <laughs> it's different yeah and yeah. I think something that I always see obviously I'm not I'm not there but I always I love that Noreen is so like adamant about building a community like I don't know if this is I'm pretty sure this is not in your job description to allow artists to come into your home and play music <laughs> for you right maybe but yeah, she like really. opens up her home and like has tell us about your pop hangs yeah I started doing them like maybe a year and a half ago in Nashville and the goal was like just to have writers who are doing non-country stuff in Nashville because it's a country heavy town to get together play songs meet and 
critique each other's songs. You know, I would bring like managers, other publishers and ARs in. And like, it's grown from like, it was 10 people at a time to now it's like 80 people every month. And like, it's been so cool to see it grow. Yeah. And it's been great. People have gotten songs from it. We've gotten songs released from it. Like my, my boss, Busby had like come to my house. Who's like this massive producer. And it's like 40 of us in my room, my like living room. And he's giving feedback on songs for like four hours. So like, it, it was amazing and I'm hoping to still do them in LA. I've done them a few times there, but I think especially in LA, like they need that kind of community feel and like mm-hmm. to feel connected because it's so spread out. So yeah, it, it's been amazing. And like, I get to hear songs first and people that are coming up and not signed yet or famous, but like they're, you know, they could be in like a year. That's, that's so, cool. that just sounds like so fulfilling as an artist myself. It really like, that is. Just sounds amazing. Yeah. It's like, it's such a good feeling too. Like when you leave, everyone feels like so inspired when they leave and they're not like, it, it's a very competitive industry, but like mm-hmm. at this it's something where people are supportive of each other like if they're like this song is coming out this friday and everyone's like yes like you're releasing music cool like they're so supportive of each other that's the best feeling you don't feel as dated as you usually do you know Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah, it's just really cool to see like opportunities come from it and people you know meeting for the first time there you know that's awesome especially because it is so competitive and is there anything like what would you say is the most challenging part about your job or about anything in relation to that yeah, I think a lot of it, I mean, same thing like with the acting we were saying, just like the rejection side of it, you know, I I don't get offended by it because I didn't write the song, but for songwriters, they hear no all the time and they get so close to having a song on a record and it gets dropped in the last second or like mm-hmm. they have a song that's going to be in this like massive TV show and like the director doesn't like changes his mind like two seconds before and you know it's not in it anymore so a lot of it is you know they get their hopes up a lot and things don't happen so that's really tough and it's my job to like manage expectations and like still be encouraging my boss Busby had taught me no matter how successful you get most writers are super insecure so I try to like put reminders in my phone on my calendar to be like text this writer and say you're a great writer like text this person be like hey like you did a really good job today like just so that they feel like they're not alone and we're excited to be still working with them and they get in their heads a lot, you know? So I think that part is really tough. For sure. And that's so, such a beautiful thing to do to just like show your admiration and appreciation for someone when they- (laughs) We're like mini cheerleaders, you know? We're we're trying to be champions for people. Hey, everybody can use that sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. always. We all need it in quarantine, especially. We need, like, hey, oh, like, yeah. I still think you're cool, even though I haven't seen you in 45 days. Yeah. <laughs> Noreen, do you have any advice for anybody that's interested in getting into the songwriting industry or the music industry? Um, I think just keep doing it. Don't give up. I mean, find people that you trust for feedback and find a community that you can grow with and move up with don't kind of just try to reach out to the julie michaels or like you know the big songwriters to like write with them write with people that are your peers and as you guys get better together you'll grow together and get signed and have success together but i think like don't underestimate too like a cold email or a cold dm i get a lot of dms people like like hey would you just like hop on the phone with me for 20 minutes and i'd love to get some advice on something like most people are down to do that if you're nice about it so get a mentor get you know someone in the industry that you can trust for feedback or advice probably those that's awesome yeah. advice that's great yeah especially the power of mentors I remember Rachel Liner who's told us on a few episodes ago about like building her business in her 20s and all that stuff she said that having a mentor was one of like the most 
impactful parts of, of her getting to where she is. Totally, yeah. totally. To be and I think people are them. afraid to, like, reach out and ask for help. And, like, yeah, you might get some no's, yeah. but, like... And it's awkward, yeah. Yeah, but if, if there's someone that you really vibe with or someone that you really, you know, could see yourself getting along with each yeah. out. I mean, we all got to help. where we are because of like someone else helping us. So we're like, mm-hmm. you know, even as we get more so successful, it's our jobs to make sure we're helping the next one in line and like mentoring other people as well as being a part of the next generation trying to do what you're trying to do. Totally. Yeah. And do you, do you feel like there's anything specific that stands out about like songs or artists or is it kind of just, it depends on who you're writing for or it depends on what you're looking for at the time. Like there's nothing really Specific. Yeah, it depends on who you're looking for at the time. I think as like a company w- looking for writers and artists to work with, like I'm always just looking for someone with a unique perspective and a super authentic and not trying to copy what's already out there. It's like, you know, Billie Eilish was like, came out of left field and you're just like, what even are you doing? And she's like, this <laughs> is who I am. Like, deal with it. So mm-hmm. those are the kinds of people that like really break barriers and change culture. And that's what like is so exciting to find that next person, you know? It's mm-hmm. the people that like, you know, are like trying to copy is like, that's, that's just annoying. So yeah, I think always looking for something that like, surprises you. Yeah. But, and a lot yeah. of that comes from being authentic, right? Like being totally who you are instead of trying to be someone that totally. you're Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I think a lot of times in the industry, people are told like, you need to be more pop. You need to be like sexier. You need to be, you know, more like edgy. I think be who you are because people can sniff out if you're trying to be something you're not you know especially like our generation you can tell if someone's trying really hard to be someone else mm-hmm. totally yeah, I and I think we enough. really we value and admire someone that it, which not to say it's not hard especially when there's so much stigma and there's so much pressure and a lot that we internalize but I think people really appreciate vulnerability owning who you are and showing up in that confidence no matter what it is which is totally. challenging absolutely totally. challenging. but I think it's definitely yeah, like look at my... Lizzo she like twerks with a flu like that is <laughs> confidence that is unreal <laughs> and no one else is doing that no <laughs> and she <laughs> loves her flu I just thought of it yeah <laughs> And now she's rich as fuck. Nori, you can can twerk with a violin. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you can put it on your TikTok. (laughs) You do love TikTok. I do love me some TikTok. Not gonna lie. Nori's been all over the TikTok lately. Yeah, it's so addicting. It's, I'm gonna try it. I've, I've yet to make one. I'm really I'm so fun. To stay off the train. But I'm really, really inspired by like making my grandma famous through TikTok. So I'm like, yeah, really for an easy one. That's oh an amazing God. idea. Really idea. I know. Like she I think I could, ju- so I could ultimately famous. profit. I know. <laughs> oh, I think I, I think she could be paid. <laughs> I think so, so too. Get some sponsors for we'll, your grandma. We'll get back to you guys on that. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag ads. Stay tuned. <laughs> Amazing. But Noreen, so obviously, like you have like a really cool position in your company right now. How did you how did you work your way up so fast? I know you said you had interned. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I got an internship at BMG Publishing in Nashville. And that's where I got my first job as a catalog manager receptionist. Um, And then honestly, from there, like, I started doing the poppings. I put on some writers camps. I like I had a mentor that was awesome. It let me like sit in on meetings and like just send ideas to him. But a lot of it was like kind of breaking the rules and like not letting some like old white dudes be like 
stay in your lane. Like you answer mm-hmm. phones. I was like, I'm just going to like manage writers on the side and figure it out myself if you want with me up. So I, I started managing that. writers. Yeah. I, and I got in trouble a lot. I put on this writer's camp and I was like, I had like 24 writers. We did sessions three days a week. Like we put on this amazing showcase and like it was written up and like all this stuff. I was so excited and I got like yelled at for it. So that was like annoying but like I just kind of like did it anyway and I think the biggest thing for our industry is like do the job that you want before you have the title so like I was trying to learn how to be a publisher before I got the job so I was just figuring out how to pitch songs and put like people in rooms but I didn't have the the title yet but for something especially like music that you are so passionate about like you should love it enough without like getting paid for it like I should be doing it no matter what I should be working with writers and like listening to songs no matter what so if I you know meet someone I want to hire too I'm like I'm not gonna like you know hire someone that's not already doing it Mm -hmm. you know Uh, I thought that was so (laughs) the best answer ever and I think that that is like so helpful and so amazing I think a lot of people are afraid to give that answer but it's the it's the truth yeah and like I feel like so often we'll like squash our intuition because we feel like we have to like stay in a certain lane or do a certain job because that's like what the person before us did or someone told us yeah if you have a gut feeling about something like obviously like you had this like intuition to put on these camps and like it was purely out of inspiration and love and like if you have that listen to that I think that's totally totally yeah and that helped me so much yeah and I think it also like you said it shows to people that that it is a true passion and out of true inspiration and that you were doing the job before anyone paid you to do it so it just it gives you like that extra layer of experience too and I'm sure a lot of people that worked with with you from learning your heart and learning your knowledge and all that too can really vouch for everything that you have to offer also yeah Hopefully. I'm sure they do. (laughs) So you've talked and given us so much insight on your job and what you look for and things that helped you get to where you are today. I'm curious as to, like, since you did go away from Long Island to Nashville for college and then stayed there after, what was that, like, move away from your hometown permanently like? Uh, I feel like I'm weird and I was, like, totally fine with it. Yeah. (laughs) I, I didn't have, like as many issues like I was never really homesick I don't know I I was like I think I'm just really driven and I was like I have to be in Nashville so I can be a songwriter so I get a publishing deal when I'm singing like I was like I was so like I knew I wanted to go to school like I was like this is this is the plan don't deviate from it and then I obviously did but like um yeah I, I was like I was okay like I wasn't super like upset about it I pay, I'm an only child so my parents come to visit every couple of months maybe but yeah I think like Nashville is just a really homely place too and I found friends that like really felt like family too so yeah it was yeah. it was okay but I love I love That's Nashville great. so yeah, <laughs> yeah I miss Ralph I miss some things about Long Island I miss Ralph's oh yes <laughs> the best we love a Ralph's moment. Yeah. Ashley has been getting Ralph's delivered to her house every single day in this quarantine. They so deliver? Yeah. yeah. What? Crazy, right? It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. <laughs> but incredible. Um, yeah. But I think what you said before when you were talking about LA, it's really about finding community wherever you go and also about finding community in what you do and what you love like, yeah and if you can't find it like create it because mm-hmm. I mean I-, I feel like the pop hangs and stuff like I wouldn't have felt that community if I didn't like just start doing it. So even if you if you have trouble finding it, like just start doing it and pull people in and create that community too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely place. love that. Um, but yeah. Marie, so you also you got 
married just recently. Yes. Oh my gosh, and your accent. Married. Married. <laughs> the long oh, so is funny. coming. When yeah. I saw in Nashville, she people call married? me all the time. What do you say? Married. married yeah. Married. Yeah. Like, do you married. say like embarrassing? Do you say like em- like the long a? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Bar- no, is I that wrong? Embarrassing. I say embarrassing. I say embarrassing. Embarrassing. But I guess people say that. <laughs> I definitely say I that. Know. Interesting. But you got married. <laughs> married. <laughs> um. So what's been? Has that been like being married in your early twenties? And a lot of people in New York our age aren't married yet so what's that been like yeah so my husband and I met freshman year of college so we were friends first which helped a lot so we've known each other for like seven ish years now and he's from New Jersey so we're both northeasterners and it was definitely weird for our family like it was not like normal to get married like we got married in 23 so that was Mm -hmm. like definitely weird I don't think like it's super common, obviously in the north, but in the like in the south and national where we are, that's it's pretty common. But it was like almost like this thing where like, do we not get married because people think it's weird, just even though we want to? Like it's kind of mm-hmm. the same pressure that people feel like to get married like when they're young in the south. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm not gonna not get married just because like our families might think it's weird. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just one of those things like it felt right and we were just best friends and like ha- didn't have a lot of like issues and we lived together for a year beforehand. Um, yeah, it was just like it felt natural like as like a next step and like I think it's not right for everyone and we kind of know who we are I feel like and hopefully we'll still change together but yeah it was, it was one of those things where like I, I just like felt really good about it. I had no like pressure from anyone else. Like, it was just something we wanted to do. And, yeah, that. it's been amazing. Like, everyone says the first year is the hardest. Like, it was so easy. Like, oh, <laughs> it was great. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And with your, with your best friend, like, it's so fine. Like, we don't fight. Like, it's, like, we have the best time hanging out together and, you know, still, like, want to make out all the time. So that's cool. <laughs> but that's like, so cute. Yeah. I think a lot of people think it's weird. And I, I'm nervous, especially to go to L.A., too, where it's, like, definitely not as common and it's definitely mm-hmm. not like you know a, like a an environment that marriage thrives in like mm-hmm. LA is definitely like New York City it's not meant for like longevity <laughs> relationships mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I have a lot of friends who are like married out there who are older and like you, they say like you really do have to try a lot harder because mm-hmm. you know there's a lot more like temptation and stuff but yeah and like it is weird I'm like I'm like sometimes when I out, when I'm out there I'm just like I hide my ring a little bit I'm like I don't want people to like judge me <laughs> But yeah. I don't know. It's like, I don't know why I feel like that, like judgment from people. I really, I guess I like, care what people think, but, but yeah. But then like when they meet us and see us together, like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like, it's yeah. like, that's normal. Like, it's fine. Like, no one's like, mm-hmm. you guys should not be married. Like, right. there's a lot going on here. Like, <laughs> like, like, just like take a step back. Um, so yeah, that's like marriage, I guess. Yeah, but, but I think it's, it's a great. I love it. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. And it's a great example of like, you have to do things on your own timeline. Like if we, if we lived by everybody else's yeah. timeline, like we would never be happy. You have to make your totally. own timeline. And totally. I just think that is like such a beautiful example of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're like really lucky. And yeah, I think once you find the right person, don't, you know, don't lose that person. <laughs> I, we met, we met and I got friend zone super hard. So I knew we were meant <gasps> to be together. And then he was like, maybe but I don't think so um so yeah so we both date other people for a little bit too so it wasn't like we're like met and we're like 
were were your first like boyfriend and girlfriend like with other yeah. relationships and then we kind of like found like our way back to each other and then we we're like oh yeah this is this is great like you said I love you like super fast like mm. you know it was like super serious fast and we're just like this is like who I should be with like oh my god like don't make this ever Aww, <laughs> I, I love, love that. that and she's like beaming like you guys can't see her but like her smile <laughs> yeah. says it all like she yeah. loves him it's the best, oh, yeah. And that, now right? we have two dogs, so we're parents. <gasps> you are. You truly are. And he makes <laughs> you bread. Yes, he makes me bread, so, you know. <laughs> So find a man that makes you bread is the moral. That's yeah. the key. Highly recommend, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, and he, he's a great cook, so I don't have to cook, which is amazing. I hate cooking. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. It's perfect. Hope, moral of the story, bread. yeah I mean just someone that supports you like you guys are both in great relationships too so like you know but yeah I think there's nothing like weird about like not getting married even though you guys have been like for you and Chris Brenda like you guys have been married for I mean dating for so long like yeah it's like there isn't like this pressure like oh my gosh like why are you not married like right now but like Mm -hmm. you know same thing for people that you know get married too fast too or like they've only been together for a year it's like everyone you know, have to figure out for themselves too. A hundred percent. Totally. I have to, just because now our listeners know who Ashley is and know her personality, I just so briefly need to share that Ashley, so Noreen's <laughs> wedding was last year, right? Oh my I gosh. This is hilarious. Um, I, even from a, like, even from someone that is like involved in like these people's lives, like I could not believe this story when, when it was going on. Like I could not. <laughs> So for our listeners who've heard our our dear friend Ashley, who now hearing her name at this time was going to be beaming from ear to ear, when Noreen had invited me to her wedding, I was so excited. And I told Ashley, because Ashley has been to Nashville before and she's loved it. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to Nashville. Obviously, I'm going to go to her wedding. And she said, okay, but here's the thing. I can't allow you to go to Nashville without me. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Whatever do you mean? And she's like, listen, it's fine. she's like it's fine we'll go we'll go you'll go to the wedding I'm gonna bring my computer I'll watch a movie in the hotel room everything will be fine I'm like all right I personally (laughs) wouldn't do that for you (laughs) but I wouldn't just sit in a hotel room by myself but if you want to do that that's cool so the first time that we get to Nashville we end up meeting Noreen out at a bar with her and Sky and all her friends and we had such a great night Ashley met her like literal soul sister she was being so funny and then and then someone like in the wedding wasn't able to attend yeah we like found out like someone wasn't coming like that night from like sky's friend group from like back home and we were like expecting him to come and they were like yeah he's not coming and we're like dope like whatever like we didn't have a sign seating or anything so we were like Ashley, like, why don't you just, like, come? Like, you're already here. <laughs> it's tomorrow. Like, we'll give you the Addy. Like, show up. Whatever. Oh, my, oh my God. God. It was hilarious. And she had the best time. And it she genuinely so fun. had no expectation of, like, going to the wedding. Because weddings are, you know, they're, like, planned in advance. You know who's coming, yeah. whatever. So I'm, like, I mean, so we get back to the hotel that night with our goo-goos. Yum. So oh, good. Yeah. What's so a goo-goo? <laughs> A goo custard. It's like a candy kind of. Ooh. With like, it's like a marshmallowy chocolate, little peanut butter. Ooh. Amazing. Oh so, good. Delicious. so good. Like it's a Nashville de- like delicacy. Yeah. Oh, I oh want one of those. It's, so it's like when you go to France, you have to have snails. Like when you go to Nashville, <laughs> you, you gotta have, have this goo custard, hot chicken, barbecue. <laughs> 
and we had eggs. And and yeah, long story short, then I was like, I mean, I didn't couldn't decide which heels to wear, so you can wear these. (laughs) And then, (laughs) but it was so funny. We had a great. So Ashley invited herself to Noreen's wedding. No, we invited her. (laughs) I just said that was gonna make her mad. She really didn't. It was yeah, gonna make her so mad. It was great. <laughs> She's gonna throw, turn it off. Oh my God. <laughs> She's gonna unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe. Oh no. Oh. Oh, Noreen, this has been so much fun. You have been so, so fun. incredible. We just have two little questions for you before you go. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> so we ask this question to everybody that comes on. Has there been any resource in your life thus far that has helped guide you through your twenties? Hmm. That is a good question. Besides like Netflix and chill. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be that, but, but yeah, it could be anything, book, podcast, person. Um, well, from a creative standpoint, like I love the book Big Magic. If you guys oh. have ever read, read that, Elizabeth Gilbert, like that mm-hmm. has helped me a lot. And like with writer's block and like from a creativity standpoint, I think it just really helps like people around me too. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I... I think like having great friends to rely on um, and being there for other people too. Like it's a two-way street. I I really rely on community. Like we've said, kind of this whole podcast. And you know, I I don't know. I haven't really had anything specific. I mean, traveling. I do love traveling. No, I think that's a good thing. Awesome. I mean, podcasts. I love the Armchair Expert also. So that's great. Um, yes. Also, there's so many resources. Oh, we also I'll say I'll say therapy too because well mm-hmm. I mean we 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 did premarital counseling before we got married like you're supposed to and you get money off your marriage license and everything mm-hmm. but we went like more than we were like supposed to go we were like this is amazing it was just so incredible to hear different perspectives on like you know this, like that. our families and it just it was like here's how you communicate and here's how you fight and this is how you can avoid conflict in the future and like we took these tests and everything and it was like here's how you both see money we aligned in a lot of things but like the stuff that we didn't it was like oh we know like we disagree on this that's good to know (laughs) but like we do like checkups too like we'll go every few months we're like hey we should like go see you know our like our therapist and just to make sure like everything's good and it's just a good place to just like have a safe spot and just like talk as much as you want and someone be like hey did you ever think about this and you're just like no thank you so much for like blowing my mind yeah I yeah, love I that. I really love that. I love that. Yeah, therapy I, for sure. Yeah, that's so helpful. I was actually, I was going to ask you about that before and I forgot because I know you said it was such a integral part of just developing everything with your Boy, marriage. 100%. So it's funny. I was listening to a podcast episode the other day on how to, I mean, we don't live together or anything, but like on how to like talk to a partner about how to go to therapy because I think often people can be offended and be like, mm-hmm. oh my totally. God, like, you think something's, like, something's wrong. wrong. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I that she was talking about it was actually Jesse who was talking about um how to approach it with saying hey you know I think this would be so good for us so that we can learn to communicate so that our intimacy can be better totally. um just like all, <laughs> all different levels yeah and like coming and like meeting that person I, I literally picture it myself I'm like how in the world would I go about telling Chris we should do that but that conversation will come eventually because totally. I think it would be so helpful and for whoever them- like marries you might like make it like a requirement like our pastor made a requirement Mm-hmm. but like we went so much more afterwards we're like this is amazing anything yeah. bothering me I can be like what do you think of this and be like yeah that's not normal like like family stuff for sure like that was mm-hmm. a huge issue for me and Sky, like both of our families and stuff and like just to be like hey this happened and him to be like yeah that's like pretty weird I'm like thank you like 
<laughs> I don't feel yeah. crazy. It's amazing to have someone to mediate, like, especially on things you disagree on and knowing in advance what are the things you disagree on so that when they come up, it's like, okay, maybe we need a little more help navigating this topic. Totally. We'll save it for when and we go. And it's better to go, like, to therapy when nothing's wrong also and, like, just to do, like, Absolutely. the checkups and to be like, hey, how are you guys feeling? And, like, before anything blows up and becomes, like, a huge issue, mm -hmm. go before that. If, I mean, it is expensive, but, like, it's so worth it. And I think that's the main reason why we've been so happy even just, like, in a year, you know? Yeah, I think I that's so powerful. Love that. I love that. I do too, because we talk about all the time. We talk about love languages, and I think we can be so offended when someone doesn't like display something in a way that we would naturally. Totally. But just by having someone navigate and me mediate a conversation totally. and help you also see, like, it, this doesn't mean they don't love have, you. Just have different. What? what? <laughs> you know? Are you guys? You are, are you a two? We're, We're three. three. Oh, okay. We're three. Three. Three wing two. If you're three. Okay, cool. So I'm a three also, but I don't know if you guys have experienced this ever in therapy if you've ever gone. But I'm also tend to be the person that like wants to impress my therapist and like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like I, I feel this, like, do you think it's because of this? And like, I'm like trying to like, be like, I am analyzing before you're analyzing. Oh and yeah, then, I like, think I would definitely analyze that. That's I'm amazing. Like, I'm like so into it. Yeah. You're like, maybe I should lead. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I really want to impress like this authority figure right now. No, that makes uh -huh. so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> we can definitely resonate with <laughs> yeah yeah and anything like that like I'm like I'm feeling this like it's really bad but like I want to like also show him that like I'm doing okay and I want I want to like right. put on this front for him a little bit I'm like you are like I I'm everything's amazing like, yeah <laughs> you're like okay I should probably take a step back <laughs> no I can't yeah yeah oh so relatable so incredible and Noreen our last question for you is where can people find you oh um my Instagram is at Noreen Pernier yeah and our company is at wide-eyed entertainment but yeah anyone who like is a songwriter or like wants to get in the industry feel free to dm me like I, I answer all my dms so I'm down to help out in any way so sweet. Noreen, this has been so, so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. We had such a blast. Thank you for having me. Thank this you. was great. You guys are doing such good things and helping people. And I'm just so happy you're keeping it going in quarantine when people need it the most. Oh, thanks, oh, Noreen. That means, that means so much. <laughs> I'm just start sobbing. Oh, well. Start sobbing. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With, with love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.